Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I am Rachel Olson. And we are sitting around this table today. I know that we both have children, and sometimes when I see my children, I am so stinking blessed because they're so wonderful. And yet, there are moments when you say, God, are you paying me back? for the, the ways that I made my parents crazy sometimes. Do you ever feel that? Yes, of course. And of my two children, my youngest is more mild-mannered. Um, my oldest is the one that I usually have those sorts of feelings with. And I will complain to my husband. I'll say, you know, she's, she's crazy. She's so strong-headed. She, you can't tell her anything. She's got to f- figure it out on her own. Why can't she listen? And Rick will look at me and say, because she's just like you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so today... I want to just talk about some things that we all fall into, whether we're uh, the the child or the mom or we're somewhere in between. There are times in our lives when we don't make wise choices. In other words, the Bible is always telling us not to make foolish decisions, and yet we can see our kids do it and we think why in the world would they do that and then god reminds us that not only did we do it when we were young i'm gonna i'm gonna admit i still do it and i'm a lot older i should know better right i suppose but i don't know i think there's something about human nature that just contains a little bit of foolishness you know We just get a little scatterbrained or uh, impulsive or uh, tired and, and just, you know, make the wrong decision. We do. And you recall that when we bought this property years ago, it had bunches of trees on it. I mean, hundreds of trees, so many that you could not see the lake. And so my husband was determined that we were going to start cleaning out the trees. Now, we knew we weren't going to build for a while, so he said, I think we could do this. I have a chainsaw. We can so do this. And so the very first thing we do is watch some YouTube videos on how to fell a tree. And every single one of them said, rule number one, plan your escape route. Now, Rachel, that should have told us something right there that this was a red flag. We should be leery of taking step two or three, but no, no, we did it. We, we cut that first little sapling down and we were so proud of ourselves because it fell the right way. And we were saying, look, we can do this. And so we continued on. And then we got to tree number six and it was huge. And we read And we looked and we studied and we were so tired. And when you're tired, you make silly decisions and you maybe will even make some foolish decisions. And we were so tired and we had seen trees falling the wrong direction. 
And we decided maybe it would be better if we got up in the tree to take down some of the branches because it was so big. We almost did something just about as crazy. We, we looked at one another and we said, well, the branches aren't low enough for us to climb. And we put the ladder up there and we still couldn't get up high enough. And so we looked at each other and said, you know, if we got the truck and we backed the truck up, put the ladder in the truck, then we could climb up and get up in the tree. And at that moment, it wasn't until that moment after, after taking down five other trees, being exhausted, sweaty, dirty, we looked at one another and went, oh my word. And we just started giggling and fell on the ground laughing because we said, we we just about did one of those bonehead things that you see on America's Funniest Home Videos. Only we were about to, we were about to take out the truck and us. Well, I've not watched a YouTube video instructing me on how to cut down trees. Um, it would definitely be a, a little red flag there if step one is plan an escape route. But I have watched a YouTube video where a man is cutting down a tree in his yard and his wife is filming. This is a pretty large tree and it's pretty close to their house. And so the wife is saying that he is going to cut down this tree because he's worried that in a storm the tree might fall on the house. So he takes his chainsaw to it, starts cutting, and the tree falls on his house. So he's cutting down a tree because he's worried it'll fall on his house, and when he cuts it down, he makes it fall on his house. There are so many things in life that we can really make small decisions at the moment that absolutely turn the course of our future. And, you know, it's funny because... When you're young, you don't really realize how incredibly important those small decisions are, the foolish or the wise. But my husband and I recently were talking about all the different things. As we look back on our life, you know, we're much older now, and we can look back and we go, wow, remember when, and he said, you know, remember when I was offered the job to open a Kohl's department store, and it was in Knoxville, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Buffalo, New York, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And we decided Winston-Salem. And he said, look at what happened because of that decision. The, the kids married people that they probably never would have met. There were opportunities for us to start Encouragement Cafe that may never have happened. So many little decisions that we make every single day turn the course of our life. And some of them are very wise and some of them not so wise. And they call them actually foolish. And, and Rachel, I know that you love the book of Proverbs because it talks about those two distinct ways to think and to decide. Yeah, I think the book of Proverbs is one of the most informative books of the Bible. I just find the book of Proverbs excellent for learning what's going to make me a wise person, what's going to help me make a wise decision, um, and and recognizing, you know, when I'm either dealing with myself in a way that I'm being foolish or when I'm dealing with someone else who is stuck in the pattern of the fool. 
Well, I, I think that when we are making decisions, if we kind of have a roadmap of how we how we realize when those foolish things happen, when we make those wrong decisions, and you and I have talked before about being hangry, when we're tired, when we're hot, when we're hungry, those things can play a role in whether we make good or bad decisions. But today I want to just kind of focus on some of the things that God says in Proverbs about how to do this in the right way. Well, Proverbs 32, chapter 1, it says, For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, <laughs> and the complacency of fools will destroy them, which is pretty pretty uh, strong language there. But I tell you, Lou, I'm still stuck back with you cutting down trees. I'm still picturing you on your property p- cutting down trees because I would like to see some video of that. But it reminds <laughs> me of another time a couple of years ago when you were on your property trying to do something with the land there and got yourself in a situation that makes me think the waywardness of the simple might kill them <laughs> and the complacency of fools might destroy them. Tell, tell, tell that story. Oh, my goodness. Well... I love the way that you're bringing these up, Rachel. I've got to I've got to go back in my memory bank and see when I can think of some of your fun stories. You're right. You're right. I did do something that was not the brightest. But let me just let me just preface it by saying uh, it was for a good cause. My my husband, a sweet man we decided that we would wait to run electricity to his shed when we put it in because we like to remain debt-free. And so we do things as we can afford them. So we got the shed, but we didn't run the electric. So when he was gone one time, I I knew he was going to be gone for a few days. I had been saving up and I decided this is the time. So I called the electrician and there was one day that he could do it, but it there was no trencher available to rent. So I asked him, how deep does it have to be? He told me 18 inches to two feet. I said, I can do this. Now, Rachel, this was 100 feet from the house to the shed and and a trench for a wire that long. But I love my husband. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to uh, use what I, the, the machinery that I have and I have a tiller. So I used that tiller and I dug up the ground to get it nice and workable so I could shovel. And I got almost to the house, but I couldn't get right up against the house because we have a rear tine tiller, which means the back part of it sinks down and tills the ground. So I couldn't get any closer than about three feet from the house and there were roots and things. So in my quick decision, after being tired and hot and sweaty after working on it all day, I turned the tiller around and put it down in the ground and immediately it started going backwards right up against me and the house and pinned me in between the house, the chimney. You know, everything flashes before your eyes and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have a cell phone. Both my legs are about to be broken. Why, why, why did I do this? But I did have the the wherewithal to stop the tiller, and I pulled myself out of that and 
continue digging, but <laughs> yes, not smart. I have three things that I can see that kind of distinguishes between, you know, wisdom and foolishness. And um, the first one is how we speak, what we say. Um, it says in Proverbs seventeen twenty eight, it says, Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. So definitely, if you're not sure what to say, hold your tongue. Um, if you don't have an answer that you feel uh, confident about before you start leading a charge, you know, maybe you might want to hold your tongue a minute. Um, and it also says that the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint and whoever has understanding is even tempered. And that too is in Proverbs 17. So sometimes I have to remind myself to hold my tongue. Um, we can get in trouble with our with our tongue and make unwise decisions when we say things in the heat of an argument or um, when we pass judgment on somebody in our mind and let that come right out our mouth to whoever's with us or gossip about someone. There are many ways that we say too much and that should not be said. But I think on the other side of that, it can also sometimes be not saying anything. Um, when we see someone about to make a foolish decision or um, when we feel like maybe the company that we're in right now would not um, agree with our faith and so we hold our tongue. You know, sometimes we can fail to speak in a way that makes us a fool, not stand up for ourselves, let ourselves be taken advantage of or something. But um, usually for me, it's speaking too much rather than holding my tongue. Well, that I think is something that if we're honest, we all have a tendency to do. I mean, even James 1.19 tells us to be slow to speak, quick to listen. But we don't uh, always do that. But I, I look at Proverbs 10 because it tells us a lot about the same kind of things that you're talking about. But it, it tells us that when our mouth is overrunning, then that's what usually gets us in trouble. We say too much, or we say things that are harmful or hurtful about other people. Proverbs 10 is one of my favorites because there's so much packed into that chapter. One of the things in chapter 10 is when God is talking about laziness. You know, so many times we can choose the lazy thing instead of being the worker bee. Now, I know a lot of us are Marthas and we go at it 24-7, but let's be honest. In the world of social media, so many times we can kill an hour or more by just having our face stuck in electronics and we're really not getting anything accomplished. And I think that if you look at the Proverbs with the new technology in mind, you think about what it says, he who sleeps during harvest is disgraceful. Lazy hands make a man poor. Well, similar to working a harvest is just getting things done and not allowing ourselves to get sucked in to television or social media or the things that pull us away from our family and our faith and the things that God's calling us to do. 
Yeah, what you're hitting on there um, is is one of the the uh, three on my list. So the first one was, you know, how we speak tells us whether we're wa- being wise or being foolish. Um, you're kind of hitting on uh, another one, which uh, I just think it as not planning ahead. Um, I'm not as I'm a great liver in the moment. I'm not as good of a planner a header, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But I see that in the scriptures and particularly in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 19.2 says, Desire without knowledge is not good. Um, how much more will hasty feet miss the way? So you, just rushing off, you know, impulsively into, oh, I can cut down these trees. At least you did watch some YouTube videos to get some knowledge. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, and and the you know the you know the wise you know they count the costs before they start a project. Proverbs fourteen fifteen says the prudent gives thought to their steps. So I um, I can see sometimes foolish decisions are made just because they're made very hasty and impulsively and without thinking it through or or planning planning ahead. And so yeah, I agree with that one for sure. And again, there's always a flip side to it. Some people uh, will plan and plan and plan and they never pull the trigger. They never get it done. So there's... Yeah, planning is not action. And sometimes we mistake planning for having done something. You're right. Honestly, for me, the best way is to just ask God, okay, Lord, I want to start my day off right. I want to make sure that if I get in your word, and if I start by being in God's word in the morning, there's something that happens to my decisions throughout the day then. And I know a lot of gals say, I'm not a morning person, or you don't know, I've got a race to work. I get that. I raised five children, and I know how crazy hectic life can be. However, it's in those moments that we need it even more. And if we uh, get in the habit of getting up a little bit earlier and saying, God, I want to make wise choices today. I don't want to rush in and do anything foolish. I don't want to make quick decisions that will actually take me on a detour from where you want to be and where you want me to go. So God, I need you to get my mind focused. And the way we do that is by getting into his word and saying, Lord, help me to absorb it. Help me to understand. And then, Rachel, when I do that and I don't race off to cut down the tree, then when that opportunity comes for me to make that why decision, do I go to the right or do I go to the left? Is this a wise decision or is this a foolish decision? It's much more clear to me if I've spent time with God first. Um, and that is something I, um, as, as your friend in your life for a long time, that is something I very much observe is the way that you spend time in the Word and then use that to make your decisions. So, um, yeah, for 100%. The um, third thing I'll mention Um, that I pull out of the book of Proverbs when I'm trying to gauge my own wisdom level versus foolishness level is how I handle money. Um, And, uh, you know, in the past, I have 
Um, well, I've gotten us into credit card debt and then gotten us out of credit card debt and then gotten us into credit card debt again and then gotten us out of credit card debt again. Um, I'm hoping that, the, that that's it. You know, I, I kind of cut up my credit cards and I'm sort of loathe to use them now. But I have totally messed up with money. Um, another time we were doing some financial planning with our 401k funding um, for our retirement and we met with an advisor and he told us about these stocks that were really, really hot. And I just wanted to go all in with the stocks. And I pushed Rick to put more of our assets into that really hot stock. And of course, that was tech stock during the tech stock bubble. And like three months later, that bubble burst and the bottom falls out of the market and we lose thousands of dollars. Um, so it reminds me of Proverbs eleven twenty eight: Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. I love, love, love that whole story, sweetheart, because you're being real, you're being honest. And if we're all honest, there are times when we absolutely fall into the wrong decisions. But around this Encouragement Cafe table, there's grace. There's always grace. And we always say, God, steer us in the right decisions. And when we do mess up, I love that he just says, okay, let's start fresh from here. So this week, I'm praying that each one of us take a look at how we make decisions and how we choose wise or foolishly when we are going through our everyday walk. So look, this week, I'm going to encourage you to start your day in the Word and then ask God as you go, is this the wise choice? And we will see you back here next week. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Are you looking for a way to maybe spruce up your quiet time? We've got something for you. If you just simply visit us online at encouragementcafe.com for a gift of any amount to the ministry, you'll get a awesome devotional coloring book. I've used this myself. It just slows the mind and the heart down and uh, helps me to focus in on God as I meditate on the truths within. So visit our website for a donation of any amount and infuse your quiet time with a little color.